Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. inside cricket the second day of the Aegeus Bowl test match the fourth test match between England and India and who wants to predict what's going to happen in it because it's been a very unexpected turnaround today with India at one point suggesting they get lots of runs and then suddenly declining in, in the middle of their innings and then suddenly the last two wickets India normally walking wickets they're number 10 and 11 they put on 70 odd runs for the well, last two wickets extraordinary well this time last night I was emphatic I thought India would get a first innings lead a decent first innings lead. They did get the first innings lead, but it wasn't the type of first innings lead I expected in terms of size. And and the way they got there it was yeah. completely unexpected as well. You thought that seam was going to be the big threat today from England. Could the seam bowlers work the magic that India's four-man pace attack had worked on the first day? Well, not really. I mean, they, they worked abroad, got a couple of early wickets. Curran got the important wicket of Kohli, and then Stokes belatedly introduced into the attack dismissed Rahane, but then it was Moen Ali, it was a spinner, England looked as if they were going to get a lead, then India fought really hard, brilliant from Pajara, I, I, last night I thought India would get a decent lead, I'm not going to predict it from here, I think it's, it's pointless, it's really hard to say what's going to happen in the rest of this match. So they got a lead of 27 in the end, actually they, they crawled along towards the end of the innings, I thought another rather strange twist in this innings was that uh, Rishad Pant, who smacked his second <laughs> ball in test wicket for six, straight over the bowler's head at Trent Bridge and looked a, a real a batsman with panache and, and style and so on. And today he batted 29 balls for nothing and blocked, you know, just blocked and blocked. A, a complete stonewaller, didn't seem to have any idea what to do. I guess you have to put that a little bit of that down to inexperience, but I think also there was a sort of instruction from Ravi Shastri and, may, and maybe Virat Kohli, sell your wicket dearly, yeah. and he almost took it too literally. He could, didn't play a shot, and that really let Moen in. He, he, he developed a, a lovely rhythm with the ball, and got, I, he was really flowing to the wicket, I thought, lock, lock, full of confidence, uh, as you would if you've played well for Worcestershire in the last couple of weeks, very much like his bowling here four years ago, and of course he took six wickets against India then and suddenly India was sort of mesmerised by an off spinner and I must admit it was turning I mean what I think has probably surprised everybody is how the pitch on the first day helped the seamers to the extent it did and today the, the, the life for the seamers has just sort of evaporated out of mm. it and suddenly it's a, a raging Bunsen to use a, a horrible bit of rhyming slang do you, did you think the ball was turning out of the rough or off the main part both, of the pitch? Both. I mean, Moen was bowling some to the right-handers, which was really, but not only turning, but bouncing as well, hitting the batsman sort of high up on the thigh. Pajara, brilliant player of spin, couldn't really find it that easy to negotiate. And Moen just went through the lower order. You, know, you normally think of Indians being very proficient against spin. They look completely inept. And he took four wickets in for eight runs, didn't he, in the middle of the innings? And then suddenly, when you thought uh, the, the India would collapse to 200 all out, 
the last two wickets, how they cobbled together 75. Do you know Jasprit Bumrah's batting average? It was 0.8 coming yeah. into this match in Test cricket. He hasn't played a huge amount of Test cricket, True. mind you, but True. it was 0.8. I think he scored four runs and been out five times. But he, he batted really well. Who knows in the final analysis how crucial that innings is going to be? What about England's tactics? We often see it, don't we? A situation where we get eight. Uh, wickets down or nine wickets down they set the field back to the first four balls of the over you don't like that do well, you well what ha- in any cricket match I think when you stop trying to get one batsman yeah. out it becomes mm. it becomes that much harder I, I know there's that risk reward situation if you try to get Pajara out you know, he might just start slamming it through the field that's up but I think you're right because I think bowlers mentally relax as well, well they, when they they're bowling. There's, those no, there's, first no, ball. Zi- there's no zip, is no. there? You bo- uh, you're was not expecting a, to take. No, Broad was bowling with a new ball uh, at a Pajara, knowing that basically you're just going through the motions of the first four balls of the over. Mm. And you got a new ball. I mean, in a way, it was too late by then because they, 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 the tactics were set and be really hard to go back on them. I mean, Pajara batted magnificently, and it's always a, it's always tricky when you have got one bloke in. He's really going and flowing. He's not to sort of destroy. No, no, not like. Is he's a, was at, at, he's a classical Edgbaston. player, yeah. so you're right. That they, they could have actually still bowled orthodoxly to him. Great credit to to Pajara, though. Played a real old-fashioned innings. Just absolutely got stuck in. Left the ball very well. Made the bowlers work hard for their wickets. I thought he he, he calculated his back foot shots, sort of cuffing them over the slips quite cleverly. That was almost his only shot for a while. A little sort of push into the offside. Didn't try and work the ball against the spin or against the seamers at all. Played very straight. Just a very resolute innings. And then towards the end, flourished a little bit more when he was batting with the tail. He hit a few more positive shots. But it's funny, actually, because, of course, today is the 50-year anniversary of the great Garfield Sobers' six sixes off and over Malcolm Nash, 1968, in Swansea. And it was anything but... A swashbuckling affair when India batted today. It was a real attritional innings. Kohli looked good, but everyone else, you know, sort of chiselled and nerdled and nudged runs. It, it wasn't an expansive stroke playing day at all. Let's think about some of the, the the main issues of the day. I suppose one of them is Ben Stokes, uh, you know, Keaton Jennings. You mentioned it. Keaton Jennings came on before Stokes. Stokes was delayed until after lunch. I mean, the only thing I can think of, I mean, we were told in advance of the game that he wouldn't bowl his full allocation of overs, but you, you, there was a stage when you feel you, it was his time to bowl, and Root didn't use him, and he thought, aye, aye, what's, you know, what's going on here? Is he not going to bowl at all? I, I just wonder, in the end, whether you know, Stokes, you know what Stokes is like, he just wants to be part of the action, where he just said, right, come on, I've got to, I'm going to have a bowl here. He was bowling in the warm-ups. In the, not before, really before, ball, No, no, he, he, was, he just seemed to be limping a bit with this knee problem he's got. And then he came in for a few overs and bowled yeah. really, really quite well, and then suddenly went off a short run. Yeah. So there's obviously not something quite, quite right. I mean, whether they had to wait a little while for treatment or an injection, yeah, injection. of some could kind could have been that, to, yeah. to actually have take effect before he could actually bowl, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the only thing I can think of. I Stokes said, come on, I've got to bowl. Yeah. Or there was an injection. Because yeah. it, because or maybe they just thought, Keith, we can't have Keaton Jennings bowling, he looks completely <laughs> innocuous. I don't know. I, I, it, was, it was amazing to see Stokes bowling actually almost the same pace yeah. off about five pace well, run-up. Well, Bumrah can do it, can't yeah, he? I yeah. mean, he's barely got a run-up at all. He just trots in and there's that, that swing of the arm, that straight-arm action he's got. No wickets for Anderson in two innings No, that was, that was another thing I was going to mention. Yeah. No, no, no wickets for Jimmy Anderson. I mean, Thec- Second innings at Trent Bridge or first innings here? We, we expect... Mm. Because of his record, so much from him. I suppose it's inevitable. Like a batsman, like, you know, a great batsman, Don Bradman, he gets out, gets out for naught occasionally, or go out for naught occasionally. Um, great batsman mm. fails sometimes. 
top-class bowlers yeah. how, you know, have a day when they're not as successful. In fact, he, he had a, a, a wicketless innings here, I think, the last time, four years ago. But, uh, in fact, you know, I looked at his paces today, and his paces were still up to mm. 83, 84 miles an hour. So there's no loss of energy. I think sometimes, especially when your body's a bit older, it lacks that sort of bit of snap. And, and actually, I, I mean, he was saying to me uh, when we did that interview with him uh, at the TMS match about 10 days ago, you know, he's saying, what, some days you just turn up and it doesn't, doesn't happen. Yeah. And you don't know why. It's just the, it doesn't come out of the fingers quite the same or your whole kind of coordination isn't just quite working in the same beautiful rhythm that it, that it normally is and the ball doesn't swing late. It was swinging a bit earlier today or not at all and so the batsmen were able to leave him with a bit more comfort. As a former bowler, when do you know when that's going to be... Well, you don't know when you turn up in the morning, that's for sure. You, you only How know, far into your spell? Well, you know when you sort of bowled about four or five overs and the ball doesn't seem to be doing that sort of waspish movement like you can be used to, to seeing sometimes, especially from Anderson. And the, the batsman seems to be dealing with it with more comfort. He tried his little tricks, going a bit wider of the crease and deceiving batsmen. He got one edge from Coley, which flew wider third slip, which is a good bit of bowling. But I think overall... What he has been able to do over the last few years is realise that when he's not getting wickets, he can still at least tie an end up and have an effect. And he was tight at one end while Moen was getting the wickets at the other. So he, he, he played a part. And, and Sam Curran... Um, you know, a little bo- bit innocuous. Bowling at 80 miles, but yeah. he did induce the full stroke from Coley, from Coley, which actually opened the door for England to get right back in the match. I mean, yeah. it's always a big wicket when you get He Coley might out. be effective in the second innings, actually, because I think with this dry pitch now, which is, will probably get quite abrasive, it might start reverse swinging and also keeping low for the seamers. And he might get some LBWs. He bowled very well against the Indian A team at Worcester in the second innings there. Got a few of them LBW with reverse swing. So he might come into his own a little bit later in the game. But obviously first, England have got to get some runs on the board. Yeah, eight LBWs in the match so far out of the 20 wickets that have fallen. You mentioned that it was a, a big turner for Moen Ali. India used Ashwin mm. for a couple of hours before the close to open the bowling. OK, it's not, no, not easy for a a spinner to bowl with a new ball, although Ashwin has done it in the past. There was nothing significant there in terms of turn. We saw him get rid of Cook at, at Edgbaston a couple of times. In fact, he did him in a, in a similar circumstance as night. He bowled him out just before the close. Nothing much there. Uh, what, what did you make of that? Was it just too early to say? or you, uh, This is my point about, and, and, and Phil Tuffle made the point earlier, that he thought that Moen was using the foot, foot, the foot marks better, well, yes. the footholds better. Right. So um, Bowlers bowling round the wicket. Broad, of course, bowling round the wicket a lot to mm. left-handers creates that rough and, outside. And Curran the, bowling over the wicket as yeah, well from that far end. Yeah, it creates that rough for, for, for the off-spinner the, outside the right-handers off-stump. Because the point is, of course, if there is some turn for Ashwin, England have got seven left-handers mm. And India have got a lead, albeit a small lead, and that's that. I think that was be the the big one of the big worries for England. Obviously, the other one is the general one. The India have got a good bowling attack, good seam bowling attack. They've got a lot of bases covered, and it's not going to be easy for England to set the sort of target that will you know, really make it. It, almost impossible for India. You, mm. um, they can set a target that might make it tricky for, for India, it, it seems to me. So, you know, Ashwin, a big focus on him mm. on the third day. And he tends to bowl well or better with a harder, newer ball than he does when it gets a bit old. He seems to get wickets uh, early on. I mean, in the morning, we'll get the seamers on, I should think, mm. probably to start with. Ishan Sharma, I, I think I would have opened the ball with him tonight rather than Bumrah. Really? Because mm. against the left handers, he's absolutely yeah. deadly. But there isn't quite the same bounce and life in the pitch 
to the seamers as it was in the first innings. So England just have to have somebody. They find, need to find somebody who can play a Pajara-type innings and get that score lead up to over 200, 250 if they possibly can. If they can make, say, the highest score of the match, 275, setting India 250 to win, I don't think they'll get it. Yeah, I, I, well, I see three three scenarios. <laughs> We're keeping our options open after sort of closing them down Sitting last the fence, night. Aren't you? Well, three options. India's bowlers hold sway. England get a, a small score. India knock them off. You can see that happening, especially with Ashwin and, and mm. Bumrah and Ishant yeah. Sharma. England's confidence low, say, India chasing... You know, 140 to win, something like that. England bowled out well under 200. England getting that sort of middling score, that sort of Edgbaston score that really gives us a tight test match. Or England really digging in tomorrow, breaking away and making it really hard for India. You, you, I mean, could you really see India, no. say, chasing 270 to win? If it's saving England no. got 300, chasing, chasing 270 or, or above? Pro- probably not. In, in the final inning. So it seems to me those are the three, the three options well, available I'm, to I'm, us. I'm taking your middle scenario, <laughs> the one that's going to be an absolutely gripping final innings, chasing round about 240, 250 to win maybe a bit less. Mm. And I don't know who to try and predict is going to win it. And I, I'm just going to actually quote the great David Vine, the BBC commentator who <laughs> great commentated David on... Vine. Well, he commentated yeah. on skiing He's, and all sorts yeah. of other sports. Yeah. And I just remember that lovely quote when he was commentating on a top-class skier who was going down the mountain and he said, oh, this skier, and I can't remember who it was, is going to absolutely break the record and be- beat everybody's time and take the gold medal. And literally, as he'd stopped talking, <laughs> that person just fell down, collapsed. All the skis and poles and everything went all over the place. And David Vine, given a little bit of pause, then just said, who'd be a prophet in this business? <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Very very hard game to predict from here. I think we've just laid out what we think could happen, what the options are, but to say which one of those three options... Well, you, you, you know your colours to the Mars. I've, 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 I'm, really, no I'm really not sure what's, what's going to happen. I wouldn't, um, be, I wouldn't be betting on any particular outcome tomorrow. Well, I've had a look at the odds, and uh, you know, it, it is that sort of market. People are not really quite sure which way to go. OK. Well, try and find a, a TV or a radio and follow it, because it's going to be intriguing. Well, Birmingham was fantastic, wasn't it? It was a great test match. We've had two one-sided mm. games since. Let's hope we get another nail-biting finish. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Speak to you tomorrow. Goodbye for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.